0: Two unemployed actors, two unemployed actors, they're just between projects.
1: Welcome back to Two Unemployed Actors. I'm Max Belmonte and I have with me Simon Ward. So, welcome, Simon, and also Fred's uh, doing his best to be the centre of attention as always. But uh, I thought this is a great opportunity to, with Sam being away on set, he's actually busy. So I guess it's kind of like one unemployed actor and, and one on set. Um, but your, your background is acting as well as yes. being a psychologist.
0: Yes. Um, yeah, absolutely. I trained as a psychologist and did shows on the at the same time. Right. And then I uh, got sort of three quarters of the way through the psychology training and thought, well, I want to do a bit more of the acting as well. And so I did um, a couple of courses at the Actors Centre and a few other places, and then I finished the psych and worked in that for a few years and then thought, no, I want to do this. So then I went to London to the Royal Academy of Music. It's and-
1: a big commitment because, I mean, you, you're, you're almost there with a the degree and yes. then you're like, I'm going to move myself across the other side of the world and fully commit.
0: Yes, it was a bit mad, Huge. but fabulous. Um, and I'm a better psychologist when I'm doing acting, and I'm a better actor when I'm doing
1: <laughs> psychology. Well, I know lots of actors think they're armchair psychologists when it comes to <laughs> character development, script analysis. I'm one, but uh, but you know that's it's an interesting combination. It is. Does, do you think it helps you in a way to sort of get to know a character and develop a character? Does it give you like an inside track?
0: A little, okay. I think. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot of it that can get in the way, right? Um, because there's plenty in psychology that um, you take, you know, one small little part, and you can dive into it for about another, right. you know, drop down the vortex. Of, so you can
1: overanalyze and overanalyze yeah. and end up walking around in circles and come yeah. out with a completely different character. Maybe you need more help as well.
0: <laughs> exactly. 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 <laughs> okay. I have okay. two lines, and I have to bring in and say, "The carriage is here, my lord," and my 17-page, you know, background. Might yeah. Yeah.
1: Large... It's interesting. Well, um, okay, that's great. And and so. How long ago did you decide to to actually commit more time to psychology? I mean, was that a, a, a another key defining moment for you?
0: It was. It was in a sense. I've I always wanted to do both. When I was right. little, I wanted to be an actor or a muppet. Yep. And I was very upset when I discovered I wasn't made of felt. And so when I left school, I was like, I need to do something with the people. Yeah. Because I'm a bit of a peopleaholic. And so I did all of that, and then doing community theater and my own cabaret shows and yep. that kind of stuff, short films and things. And then it got to the point where I was trying to squeeze all that in the evenings whilst working in the health department as a psychologist wow. with kids and teenagers. Yeah. And it was too much. I thought, okay, I I want to do this more. This mm, needs to mm. be 70% of my world. Yep. And so I took a leap and left there and went into private practice and did a few more courses and stuff. And it took a few years to then... Make it make it work in a way that was helpful okay,
1: okay. that's interesting that you could you' are able to recognize it and sort of and have the opportunity to to have a balance between two worlds that you really really enjoy
0: yeah, yeah, and it's, it's nice good. to have a balance like the it's going in a few other directions at the moment, but yeah yeah it's been nice to have a bit of a to, to nourish both worlds, yeah, yeah, that's interesting, I think
1: for me and I know Sam and I were talking about it uh, late last year, you know a lot of um um a lot of things that we come up with and we find doing workshops and that, like I know, uh, people get absolutely some some get absolutely absolutely manically nervous when it comes to auditioning. Yeah. Um, even at the moment when they, they get the call from the agent, and it's like the nerves start there. And all the way through, um, for me with my corporate background, I think once you negotiate with Woolworths, like you know, it's fine. You can walk into a room of terrorists and be <laughs> fine. But uh, but when it and, and the other thing was also, um, I know there was a few people in a workshop, and this this is one thing I was talking to Sam about quite a bit, where they they sort of said, "Oh, I, I, I'm a bit nervous about posting on social media," and I'm like, "Well, what do you mean?" She said, "Well, I'm really they don't, they don't post very often, and there's hardly a photo of them." Yeah. And they rarely promote what they're doing. And the discussion went on and it was, well, I don't want my friends to think, oh my God, she's still promoting that short film and I don't want you know and they're sort of sabotaging themselves in a way because they keep looking through the lens of all these other people and whatever they think, you Mm -hmm. know? And they don't get to even it doesn't even become a true representation of themselves on social media. Yeah. I, I I guess I mean having not being able to grow up with social media kind of helps me, I guess. But, but and a bit of corporate background, but I don't really care. You know, as long as I sort of be myself. But is that something that's that's cropping up more and more? Um, yes. I- issues relating to social media for actors.
0: Yes, so much. Um, to the point where a lot of the um, anxiety-related stuff that people yep. come in for, um, there's the performance kind of. Anxiety stuff, which yes. you mentioned, but then as part of that, there's a lot of how I am perceived and right. what my social media persona is. Particularly right. because you have people who are employed by casting directors and producers yep. whose job it is to go through your callback list to see yeah. what their social media profile yeah, is. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Or in when they did Rocky the musical in New York, right. um, you may have missed the artistic height that was Rocky the Musical. Um, but in Did they the, have to punch to the beat and that? Was, I, that like a, it was, was it sort of dance choreography, fight choreography? It was... Look, oh, the clip size, it's... Yeah. It, I hope so. I hope it was. The But one of the features in the audition was you had to have a certain number of followers. Interesting. In order to get an audition.
1: Wow. Yeah. Was it a relatively high number? I mean... It was about
0: 10,000 or something, oh, so yeah, pretty okay. high. Yeah. It's
1: interesting. Now, I, I know... It, it it can become a factor. The question's been put to a few casting directors I've I've, I've had Q&As with um, over the year. They've been a bit more accessible now when everyone can just Zoom with each other and there was a, a slight lull early last year. Sometimes there's an element from the client and the brief that, look, you know they've got an idea of who the main cast might be already and try and push them. But then when it comes to supporting, if you've got two actors neck and neck and they could both play the role you love them both if one's bringing an audience with them it's massive
0: yes huge mm. absolutely huge and there some contracts i know now or from what i've heard they're putting in a requirement for the number of posts you have to put about the show about the project or the, right. project or the yeah. rehearsals right. during you have to do a certain number a week okay. and you have to yeah, and you can't show any set, so you put a photo of you with a coffee outside the rehearsal room with your right. highlighters and go, yep. first day," that yep. kind of stuff. Yeah, but it's a requirement of the job, right? And so there's already there's pressure about how you're perceived anyway, <laughs> so you add on all of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's particularly helpful, but I think we're stuck with it.
1: Yeah, no, that's right. It's learning to live with it, um, and. To, to a certain extent, I mean, I had to sort of educate myself real quick uh, with social media because, you know, it's only been a few years for me. And and in my mind, it's just work. Mm. Um, managing my personal social media, the two unemployed actors, social media. So it's like, you know, and I kind of have a loose social media strategy. You know, post an Insta a day if I can, you know. If there's nothing decent to post, I'm not going to force, you know, the the, the the cup of tea I've got or something. Uh, and, and generally, too, around projects and that. And I do ask when I'm on set even some of the corporate gigs. Like I did one with wine a couple of weeks ago. And I'm like, do you mind if I take a few photos of social media? No, it's fine. He's helped me take photos. Blah, blah. And I sort of load up, you know, so I've got a few in the bank yeah. and then I can spread them out, you know, max on set every other day, you know, I fake it until you make it. Yeah. Um, because you're right. And actors do know now that people are Googling them and it's so easy to find my mum doesn't follow. She doesn't have social media, but she knows what I'm doing because she just Googles my name and there's my tweet or my Instagram I also have to be careful of what I, should I was do. say. <laughs> That's a different conversation. That's another one. Yes. But um but yeah, I mean, what sort of is there any sort of advice you can give? I I know general advice um about how actors can sort of push through that and focus on on not sort of worrying so much about what everyone else is thinking because if you do that you never post anything.
0: No, absolutely. You you wouldn't. You'd be sitting in the cupboard under the stairs hoping exactly. to become a wizard. The, yeah. I think the the thing you mentioned before, which mm-hmm. is see it as a job. Yeah. Because, and there are a few, you know, social media strategies and things to do, yeah. and how to, when to post, and there are apps that help you and stuff. But the most important thing is, see it as a job, not as a reflection of you. Yeah. Yeah. Because, otherwise, if if that gets blurred, mm. um, instantly. There, there are always for every one thing that someone likes, there are another there are another ten people that exactly. won't like it. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. No, that's right. I think um, you know, I came to that. I became aware of that moment uh, as a teenager on on radio. It's like I know that no matter what I do, I'm never going to make everyone happy all of the time. Yeah. So I'm going to be moved, motivated by what's fun, and that's going to help put more energy into everything and the shows I was doing and everything and. Um, you know, obviously the positive stuff's nice. Um, and I think that that kind of mindset helped when social media became a thing and now a part of the job. It makes, And I know some actors too, they might have the actor Instagram, for example, and their personal private Instagram. which great. Personally, because I do view it all as work, it's too much work. Yeah. I've got enough profiles for me. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm sort of just focusing on being me and my personality coming through. Yes because there's only one of me. Mm. And and but being mindful that it's got to be okay for everyone to see who's might be a casting director or whatever. So that little quality control filter.
0: Yes. And for the for the younger people, yeah. um I include us in that obviously. Yeah. But the the ones sort of others for others, uh, for others other the people. ones sort of training at training schools and stuff now. Yes. Um The concept that you need a bit of a filter in here before you put it out there, because part of the growing up with social media as a Mm. social media native, as opposed to us who had, who came to it, um, is that you put everything out. Mm. There is no filter. You just chuck everything out there as fast as possible. And um, so that people think they know you, even though they have never met you, Mm. because they've seen 17 posts in a day, or they've seen a story, or they've seen a, and the the idea, one of the tricky things that, when I do teaching, mm-hmm. one of the things that we talk about is, okay, what do you, do you need to do for your own social media self and your own nourishment? What do you need to take down? You yep. start, go back yep. to the post that you put up when you were 14. yeah Does it need to be up there? Because yeah. you're about to walk into a room as a 24-year-old mm. mm-hmm. or whatever, and they will have looked at it. Yeah, yeah. So... I think that's um, it's a different way of thinking about right. this thing that has become part of developing your own identity, yeah. and that's that's a tricky thing. If you ask people to, um, particularly teenagers, you say, "Okay, turn your phones off," as in actually power down your phone. <laughs> I
1: and can almost you, see their hands shaking. Yes,
0: yeah, yeah. you get an anxiety spike. Wow.
1: Because really, you're you're. In order to help them, you're fighting against the algorithms that are designed to do the opposite.
0: Oh, absolutely. They got rid of the function on Instagram that tells you the amount of likes. Yeah. Yeah. But they need to get rid of liking. Yeah. Just get rid of it. Use it, view it like people used to use postcards. Mm -hmm. You go on a trip, you send a postcard back home, and it goes on the fridge. Because it can be
1: quite addictive. Because even me, so far removed from, you know, falling in love with social, it's still. you know, the, the the early days, I was like, oh, how many likes did I get? Oh, how many likes did I get? How many likes did I get? Until I couldn't be bothered, which didn't take long, mind you. But still, mm.
0: I remember that moment. How many likes? How many likes? And, and it feels good. addictive. Yeah. You, yeah, you get a little serotonin hit. Yeah. And it's addictive. It, yeah. it, it truly is addictive. And so, um, what would be really, really good is if Facebook and Instagram and all the ones with a like function mm, or mm. a comment. So, you, you could put comments, but you can't put a reaction or an emoji reaction. Right. Like, get rid of those. Yep. And... People would find it weird, but it would be so much better for collective yeah, mental health. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's that's fascinating. It's really interesting. Okay, well, what uh, are there sort of common themes uh, that actors are coming to you or or, or talking to you about that um, are keep keep cropping up time and again?
0: There are a few. One of the, I guess, two main groups. One is the my life stuff. Yep. And another one is my work stuff. Mm-hmm. So, But within that, um, things like how do I manage relationships? Yeah. Um, uh, how do I manage finances? How do I manage the... Um, I mean, you've already mentioned this, that mm. the, the huge mental kind mm. of Rubik's Cube that is going from a world of training and having all your buddies around you yeah. into the big wide world yeah. where nobody's going to do anything no. for you. And... The, you might meet one casting director in a week, and that's all you—that's mm. who you
1: see from living and breathing. Yeah, you know the art. Yes, to the big wide world where you're another number.
0: Yeah, absolutely, mm. absolutely, and that's such a huge. And I really don't think training schools handle that. Some of them are trying to now, yeah. but it's such a massive thing.
1: And it just depends on the type of person, too, doesn't it? I mean, you could. You could prepare them as best you can, but mm. some are perhaps more vulnerable yeah, absolutely. than others. And it's not necessarily those who are greater artists or anything. It's the the, the sense of they're okay as a self, because you mentioned, you know, there's mm. you know, Max in general and Max the actor. Yeah. And I get the impression that it's harder to func- it would be harder to function as Max the actor if I'm not as healthy as Max the person.
0: Yes. Absolutely. Mm. And when you think about it. You know, all, all of the training courses, it's about, um, well, depending on which model you train in, I guess, yeah. it's about um, either I am the actor yep. and there is no delineation between my personal identity and my professional identity. Yep. Um, there are some courses like uh, Dean Carey's uh, stuff at the Actors Centre where it's very different. You develop a, one of his things is you develop a professional persona. Okay. So you send that out into the foyer or, or into, to view the rushes or yep. whatever. Um, and then you, save you up for, mm-hmm. there's an old phrase called save it for the car. Right. Where if you see a show and it's terrible, yeah, okay, yeah. And apart from coming out and saying, "Well, the lighting was great." Yes,
1: the the color of paint on the
0: set oh, was amazing. Yeah, you were enthusiastic. <laughs> that kind of stuff. You were enthusiastic. Yeah. Oh god. And you save it for I've the heard car. Heard that actually? No. no okay. <laughs> so the, they meant it with you. It's fine. But the so that that's really tricky. And when you're particularly when you're feeling, um, if there's some depression hanging around, or yep. there's some. Um, Low kind of low self worth or mm. some trauma stuff, it's going to get activated. Yeah. Um. And so, tra- in in one sense, you're training for another role, and it's a mm. persona. Mm. And lots of people you hear actors talk about when they go on chat shows and stuff, yeah. and they're they them, but yeah. they're a performed version yeah. of them. Yeah. Um. And it's not you over the cornflakes. No. At, you know, no. Whether it's morning. slightly
1: more reserved or even a bit more heightened in their performance on, and you call it a performance as I do on, on a chat show. I think that's that's really interesting. Um, I know certainly for me, <laughs> with my uh, zingers, I probably would want to have uh, a filter, definitely a strong filter, uh, and a lens to then uh, go through before it uh, before everything comes pouring out. Yes. Um, but yeah, and I and I like having that it, look, I, and I love the craft, but it's it's work, it's a job, and I think my business background helps me look at it that way. Mm. So in inside of me is a little CFO, and you know there's a there's a marketer as much as I hate to admit it um and 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 the sales guy who's reaching out and you know yeah. business cards and I need this I need that you know and what I, when I've updated all my profiles and all this sort of all all the all the boring stuff behind mm. the scenes that actors hate to do um, but I think it just, it's helped me. And I know that probably won't work for everyone, but it's helped me to look at it as a business and appreciate it as a business, I think.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it's interesting you say, talk about the corporate thing, because there's a couple of um, courses in there. They normally leave it to sort of the end of the last year right. of uh, yeah, the acting training course where mm-hmm. they, People in and they talk about okay, what's the business of acting and stuff? And everyone goes, what? You've just I spent the last two and a half years yeah. saying well, I am Hamlet yeah. and or whatever. And now you're telling me that I have to think about business cards and that yeah. And I yeah, think yeah. having a more strategic corporate style approach to yeah. that, yeah, um, I think would be is so much help so the, much. The business of acting, so yeah, to speak. Yeah. Because I,
1: I had apart from a heavy dose of imposter syndrome, because mm-hmm. I'd never taken it seriously when I was on the, I was on the Gold Coast uh, as a teenager and I was on radio at night and then I'd go on set to you know flip whatever it was mm. as a featured extra because I wasn't taking it that seriously. I hadn't done any training. And then I switched agents and like, oh my God, you know this workshop, this course, even if you don't agree with us, you must go and do this job because it's for your development, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then uh, corporate offered me full time and I went that way. Um, much to the horror of, of the agent. You couldn't believe it. Like, you're going to sell biscuits <laughs> in cans? What?
0: Uh, don't you know who we are? You know? That's a uh, good title for a cabaret show. <laughs> I sold biscuits in cans. That's a great title. Oh,
1: bums on seats
0: for that one. Absolutely.
1: Um, but um, and that was quite interesting. But but I think coming back 20 years of hiding your emotions in the corporate world, uh, then all of a sudden, boom, I'm here. And I had an acting coach in pip Woods uh, yes. um, who I'd seen on stage and on television and then she recommended a workshop with Anthony Brandon Wong and so I went with Anthony Brandon Wong again another busy actor um, and he was great at creating this safe environment where the half dozen of us could really push we turn up prepared thinking I've, I've got everything sorted and then to be pushed out of your comfort zone in a safe way yeah. um, that much further it was really awake Really, it was like my moment you know it was uh, it was amazing for me and that's when I thought okay this is definitely what I want to do there's no more imposter syndrome let's get into it
0: yeah nice
1: but it was an interesting first four months because I remember saying to the agent no no I don't want to do acting stuff just, yet. just some extra work just three or four extra jobs you know, just to make sure Cause that's how much of an imposter syndrome I had I recognised what was going on and I was calling it at the time Max with the imposter syndrome I mean yeah and I think that self-awareness helped yeah um, because I'm like, you're an idiot, you know, you're enjoying it. So, let's, you know, kick on. Um, and it wasn't in a, in, a, in a frame of mind where I was sort of self-sabotaging. Yes. And I, and I still now, when I... I don't do many workshops, but when I feel myself getting a bit comfortable, um, mm-hmm. then I'll, I'll, I'll use it to sort of kick myself out of the comfort zone, so to speak. When I find myself getting into routines and things. There are those that probably feel safer in those workshop-type environments mm. because it's so close to how they studied and, you know, it's more... Affirmation for what they're doing uh, positively and all that. And I think, you know, it's just everything else sometimes, like, because you are on your own. You can yeah. feel like you're on your own. Yeah. It must be hard for you sometimes when you're consistently talking to people who feel like they're on their own or the only ones going through this mm. crisis moment.
0: Yeah. You no, know, absolutely. And I think the there is a lot of isolation and a lot of feeling of, oh, well, I must be the only person because I see all my friends doing this or doing this gig oh, or they got yes. this. and The
1: friends getting work.
0: Yeah, which again is the danger of the social media stuff mm-hmm. because in the old days you saw, you didn't know who was doing what until the cast list went yeah. up or until the ad came out. yeah, And yeah. that's when you found out. You went, oh, yeah, I, saw you, I saw you eating KFC. <laughs> oh, that was fun. And, you know, or you phoned somewhere and the Commonwealth Bank voiceover was your yeah. friend. Yeah. And um, so now there's this extra... I'm feeling isolated. Oh, and I'm also not doing what I should be doing. Yeah. Should. Yeah. Rabbit ears around that. Um, so what does that mean for me and what mm. am I? And mm. so imposter syndrome kind of jumps up and down on your head and goes to town with that stuff. Yeah. But, I th- and I think much more, I mean, at least it's talked about more now mm-hmm. than it was. There's still a need on, on sets with production companies and training schools mm. to have... The conversations to have people to talk about it to have someone on call. Yeah. Um, there's been a lot of really great work in the um, intimacy field with is, yeah. um yeah. the so everyone gets the on the first day on set you get the talk about um, safe behaviours and sexual assault and all of that mm-hmm. kind of stuff, mm-hmm. and we just need to add the mm-hmm. mental health stuff to it. Yeah. Yeah. And um, other countries are doing that. We're a little okay. bit behind in Australia. That's interesting, but because uh, I feel yeah. like
1: in the in the wider population, as in non actors, yes, uh, it's, it's yeah. more <laughs> it's 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 more talked about these days than ever before. Absolutely, uh, mental yeah. health in general and yeah. in the workplace. And, yeah. Oh,
0: absolutely, and it's interestingly corporate ha- is something that the corporate world dealt with about fifteen years ago, yeah, twenty yeah. years ago, yeah, and when all of a sudden you had all these corporate psychologists you yeah. know, leap in and it went from being the personnel department to HR to yeah. well-being. Yeah. To, and so you would send all of your middle managers off to the Hunter Valley for yeah. a three-day retreat yeah. thing. And, yeah. and so it's, but that still has to f- hasn't has yet quite filtered in because mm-hmm. there's still this stigma f- from what people tell me and from what I've seen is if you're a performer, you're expected to show up and do yeah. regardless. Yep. Yeah. And there is still this idea that says, well, you're supposed to be on set at 6 a.m. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what the rest of you are feeling like. You, you have slap to drag yourself on. across broken glass and yeah, just get there. absolutely. Yeah. And it's still the only profession left on earth, really, where you have to do that. Everyone else would go, it's oh, okay, you're not up for it. Okay, sure, we're yeah. not up for it. So that's still a massive sticking point because mm. the model of work is at least 20 years behind... Right." Where we're at now, yeah. I, I think,
1: and I and I guess, and I am just guessing that perhaps with the COVID issue, you know, the, the, this global pandemic that that's happening, mm. um, the bloody plague, uh, that that brings along, you know, perhaps more isolation for an artist, for an actor. Yeah. And uh, um, look, we've been lucky in Australia, and there's there's quite a bit of work around, and the, and the corporates are still spending money, mm. um, but. Uh, you know, for those actors that aren't as resilient and perhaps, you know, you've got financial issues as well and, gosh, even crew, you know, you're project-to-project. Project. You, you, you hardly qualify for any of the support that's out there financially. Um, you know, what advice would you give to those people who are really sort of internalising and as we do as artists and mm-hmm. mulling over it?
0: You're not, not alone. You're not alone <laughs> to camera. And there are at least another seven people going through what you went through today. And that there are um, people you can talk to, ways to reach out. Also know you're not weird and crazy because it's a weird and crazy profession, Yeah, right? Add on Yeah. all of this other crazy stuff. It's a weird on. and crazy world. It's a weird and crazy world. So everyone's, mm. you know, 30%... I've got 30% more kind of uh, bracing for impact adrenaline in yeah. that system now yeah. than we did this time last yeah. year. And so everything is going to get affected mm, by that. Mm. And even people who didn't really think of themselves as getting affected by performance nerves or by, you know, melancholy or feeling down, starting to feel it a bit. Mm, mm. Because, well, we're away from people. We're away mm. from doing the thing and being in the places where we find nourishment. Yeah, I mean, it's shifting a, a bit, but for a lot of people, it's uh, that's going to take a little bit more time, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it it, it it brings me to a really important point that I, I think is quite important. You know, because the internet, being what it is, you know, you can you can get lost down down the rabbit hole of of all these tips on self care and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I guess when you are aren't at your best, you can be using these and thinking to yourself, "Well, I'm coping because because because," and it's either I'm not getting better, I'm doing something wrong, something wrong with me, or more tips and tricks, you know, at which point or are there certain signs perhaps that one should be aware of to, to know when it's appropriate to put the hand up and go, you know what, I need to talk to someone. Yeah. I need to talk to a professional.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, two things. The first one is um, if you're feeling something or if you're doing things that feel a bit out of character or you're more reluctant to do things you enjoy or you're more spooked by things or you're more hesitant or you feel like you're bracing for impact... The first one is to think: Okay, is this behavior best understood in the context that I'm in? Yeah. It might because it might be a context thing. It might be well, you know, I just had a fight with this person, or I saw my best friend get a job and I didn't, and we went for the same one, or yeah. So that's I'm I've had a bit of a knock, Mm -hmm. but okay. And then you go, okay, well, let's add on the COVID context, and that's another thirty percent. So you're going to feel it, you're going to absorb it, thirty percent more. And actors are. And performers are phenomenal absorbers mm, of yeah. contextual emotion, mm. which is why people talk about the the atmosphere of a set or the ap- mm. or the, the vibe of a rehearsal room or the vibe of a uh, a project. yeah and you feel it you pick it up when you walk in, everyone's antenna explodes like a Christmas tree. yeah. Um, the other one is if you feel an emotion and it stays static, right. So if you're feeling kind of down and then the kind of down, Stays kind of down, but it stays kind of down for you know nearly a week, and that's not really like you. Normally, it's kind of mm-hmm. shaken by then, and, mm-hmm. and you've you know done some stuff, and you've you know watched some cartoons, and you've gone outside, and you've you know bought a slurpee or whatever you do. Yeah, and it's still static; it's nothing sh- right. shifting. Then there might be t- that's probably an indicator. Okay, if it's not about the context. And this, I'm still feeling kind of stuck, or this yeah. hasn't really changed. Yeah, I need to put my hand up,
1: and I need to go and okay. find some help. That makes sense. I mean, look, it's easy to say it makes sense, but I <laughs> when you're surrounded by all these emotions and it's you, and you, you know, it's 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 not yeah. so simple. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. And I guess yeah, don't be afraid to have a chat with a friend or yeah. have a chat with um, a therapist or someone. Uh, start with a GP or whatever. I mean,
0: yep, absolutely. And just about that, there are a few. You can start with the GP, uh, Mia. Mm-hmm. have on their website um, and the Equity Wellness page have a database yes. of psychiatrists, psychologists and counsellors who right. are either have worked in the arts or they have an interest in it or they okay. are members of ASPA, which is the Australian Society for Performing Arts Healthcare, right? who also have a list of okay. resources. Um, and so those are two good places to start. What I would say is definitely talk to people who aren't muggles yeah. in the sense that they've had some idea in the performing world. Okay. They, and it doesn't matter which part of it, but they kind of yeah. get it. Yeah, yeah. Because... It's such a different world. There's general advice, like mm. we all know, oh, you're supposed to exercise 20 minutes a day and you're supposed to eat healthy and all that kind of stuff. All that all that stuff that I think to myself when I'm going through drive through Yeah. and when, Which is... I lied to myself a lot. Yeah. I, absolutely. But I do it convincingly. That's <laughs> yeah, the problem. Yeah. If only I wasn't so if convincing. I wasn't, I was good actor. If you <laughs> wanted to, yeah, exactly. That's your problem, Max. You've got to be 20% less effective <laughs> when you're talking to yourself. Um, but the, uh, yeah, so there's a, a few different things to consider with that. Um, the main one is that you're not alone, but also there are people who will get it mm-hmm. more than others. Yep. Like a good psychologist or a good counselor. Uh, is is going to make it their business to understand your world yep. however a lot of the advice that's out there particularly online advice is very general Yeah. Okay. and some of that's useful yep. but there are times when you're expected on set at 6am down yep. at wherever and you know that you're 30% under mm-hmm. where you need to be mm-hmm. and having a gin on your Rice Krispies probably isn't the best mm-hmm. idea mm-hmm. so who can you call to say I'm, I'm a about 30% under yeah, today. Yeah. Can you give me a call? Can yeah. I call you in a break today or just call you in the breaks? Yeah. Or I'm going to do some journaling or I'm going to go, okay, well, tonight, I'm going to plan to meet this person here and we're going to grab some food yep. so I have yep. something else
1: after yep. the thing. Yeah, to look forward to yeah. and, and bring yourself out of yeah all that. Wow, that's interesting. There's so much food for thought. It's quite, it's quite interesting how much there is to it. And I think to your point, well, to a couple of points you've made, um... About working with young people, because you know, obviously, someone who's got a lot of life experience can approach things a little bit differently than you know a twelve-year-old actress, uh, a twelve-year-old actor. But um, and and the other thing is is how far behind we are. Um, and I guess thirdly, too, you mentioned the MEAA. I think with that committee, there is a committee, isn't there, of wellness? Yes. Yeah, I want it. Great. Yes. So we can be comfortable that there is something happening. Yeah. Oh no. Absolutely. And it is po- pr- yes. constructively moving forward. Yes
0: there is there have been lots um uh we started up uh, liam mcelwain um a wonderful guy who now directs musicals and stuff uh was one of the key people that started that um along with uh his colleague um dr green who she's now in perth but okay. so them and the actors Wellbeing collective in victoria are doing amazing stuff they're based at the arts center and they got right. funding from the victorian government to put into some programs, okay. they've got wonderful resources. They've actually got some funding to run a helpline, an art support helpline. Oh, wow! Um, and I have—I'll send you the number. so you Yeah, can put I'll, it on the I'll make sure
1: I put it on the uh, on our social because I think that's—it's just so important to know that, like, it's not. We're just demystifying it for most, I hope, because it's not, it's okay. You can ring yeah. someone and say, look, this is what's happening. You know, it's perfectly fine.
0: Absolutely. Don't and feel
1: like you have to cope with it all on your own. No, no.
0: So there's, there's lots of things happening. And one of the things when um, uh, the one for Chloe Dalimore was president, one of the things that she they trialed is for stage managers, mm-hmm. um, it was on the Harry Potter play in Melbourne, right. to do the mental health first aid course. Right. And which is a fantastic. It's like the, the, the regular first aid course. Only. Yep. It gives you kind of some general skills and how to recognise mental health and what right. to do and stuff. Um, very good. Recommend it to, to everyone to do. Okay. Equity Foundation have been really positive about running courses um, through the, a group called the Zebra Collective. Um, there's So there's lots that, that is yep. going on. Are they geared more
1: towards young actors or is it ever any actor?
0: Anyone. Okay. Anyone. There have been a few of us that have been working to get an awareness and mental health training and resilience training mm-hmm. into the training schools.
1: Yeah, that's that's it. I think it's so important because there's just so much to it. The business of acting and looking after yourself mm. on set and others even because there's moments where, you know... There, unfortunately, it's not all about me when I'm on set. There are other people to consider. Um, and I think that's just... It's just so important to acknowledge that at the earliest stage when you're all about taking in new information.
0: Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. There are a couple of... And there are a couple of courses that are doing it. I'm starting to teach one uh, that's just starting up um, mm-hmm. on a, a unit on professional practice. Yeah. And more... It's, it's happening more and more. I think in an... Hour of, my prediction is in five years. My hope is in five years there won't be a course without something like that yeah. in the yep. actual structure of the course. Yeah. Um, because I don't particularly think you can get away without doing it. now. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, in this industry, I mean, it's just so important. I think those of us with experience on set can absolutely appreciate it and look at a course more valuably because it has that. It's just setting you up for better success. Yeah. Yeah. To absolutely. To take a few more that, more of those knocks, uh, water ducks back.
0: Well, absolutely, and I think. And sometimes, you know, the best thing to remember about the water off the duck's back thing is that ducks stay soft. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they don't turn into like iron duck. Yeah. So you're still, you, you're still, yep. you know, gentle and, and, and warm and all the, all the things you love about yourself. Yep. Whilst you know, okay, yep, this is, yep. I'm going to bounce this off and it means I'm going to have to go and dry my feathers yeah. somewhere. Yeah. So it's not actually, so there are ways through it. One of, because the biggest thing is that the rates of mental health and mental illness and substance use mm-hmm. amongst um, you know the performing, the creative arts, mm. is huge. It is yeah. so far. It's about seven times higher than the regular population. Oh my god! Um, yeah,
1: <laughs> seven times higher. Yeah, on average across all the different. Well, I mean that's just yeah, because I was going to say, how can you quantify success? You know, mm. uh, is, is it just anecdotal? But that's impressive in a way. I mean, that alone should should be an alarm bell to every school. Yeah, to every. Every course,
0: yeah, absolutely. And there was some. There've been some amazing. There's Entertainment Assist, which operates out of Victoria. Yeah. There's. Um, there have been really good discussions between um, Screen Australia and Live Performance Australia and ec- and Equity mm-hmm. um, about how to bring this awareness, how to develop yep. this. There was a great conference at the Opera House a couple of years ago that I was part of that mm-hmm. uh, was looking at this. So st- stuff is happening. Yeah. Um, the Getting it part of the daily um, uh, happenings on a set or on mm-hmm. a, in a rehearsal room yeah. is the next big yeah. thing. Yeah. So, for instance, um, they in London before they locked down again, there was a perform. There was a six week run of Les Mis. Um, they stuck it in over Christmas. On the first day, they got a group called Applause for Thought. Um, to come in and talk to the cast about mental health and how to keep yourself going during a run and mm. how to look after each other mm. and what is practical and how it helps. And there are organisations, Australian Ballet does this very well, Sydney um, Dance Company is starting to do it as well, okay. where people are getting that, oh, okay, we need to look after the whole performer. Yeah. From a WHS perspective, yeah. I had to bring that in, but yeah. um, it's really dicey if you don't.
1: So more courses having mental health as a part of it and I guess the more people that graduate with that the more we're likely to see it as part of the professional you know onset and then perhaps even you know from a business perspective then it'll be even more prevalent when it comes to ensuring a production well one of the ticks is having to have that that mental health first aid
0: yeah absolutely and yeah everyone every producer should have a psychologist on call they've all got physios on call yeah. they've all got yeah. gps on call yeah. um so it's just another name on the list mm. and so one of the things that hopefully that will develop hopefully that will happen yeah. i think it will the best thing at the moment is because of all of the me too stuff that happened in that huge yes. rush to get you know um a, a sexual harassment policy uh, you know intimacy coordinators, intimacy coordinators. as a career all of a sudden, yes yeah. all of that and and particular and now with the um uh, increasing diversity and really looking at yeah that and casting and all of that that there's such the um everything is up for change yeah and i think that's a really good time to keep talking about mental health and to keep yeah. talking about and make sure it's part of the yeah, picture sure it's part, part of, it. of the
1: conversation that's fascinating. Well, I, it gives me some hope then. I, f, it, I, feel, I feel really confident then that, that we're actually making great strides mm. um, yeah. in mental health. That's great. Well, And hopefully, just by chatting today, we're helping a few other people who are going, oh, wow, that's, that, that is me sometimes and maybe I do need to work yeah. on myself.
0: Absolutely. And it's one in four people in the creative arts have, are dealing with um, some kind of uh, mental health struggle wow. at any one moment. And mm. 86% of the profession is unemployed at any point. At any moment, as well. So, you are guaranteed to know someone who you can talk to who has similar experiences. Wow, that's that's amazing. Those statistics
1: are just sort of just letting those digest. That's impressive. That's it's scary mm. and somewhat intimidating to think that. But um, but yeah, I mean that's why we're having this conversation. So
0: mm.
1: makes sense. Well, Simon, thank you very much for your time. I do appreciate it.
0: Thank you, Max, and thank you for for having this conversation. That's no, fantastic. You're welcome. To
1: unemployed actors.